what's coming up now on Established in the Faith. Because you work for God, because you are a child of God, that does not make you exempt from unfortunate circumstances. Let me go a step further with that. That might just put a bullseye on your back to be put in unfortunate circumstances. Hello, neighbor, and welcome today to Established in the Faith. This is Pastor James Pierce of Friendship, Free Will Baptist Church over in Middlesex, North Carolina, and how so very pleased and happy we are to be with you today. Got a great message lined up for you. Hope you can stay with us for the next 30 minutes. If not, let me encourage you to go over to establishedinthefaith.com. There you can listen to today's message as well as many others that are in podcast form. Well, we're going to go on into the message now. Hope and pray it'll be a blessing to you. Gospel according to St. Luke, chapter 7. Luke chapter 7, move down, if you will, to verse 19. Luke 7, verse 19, And John, calling unto him two of his disciples, sent them to Jesus, saying, Art thou he that should come, or look we for another? When the men were come unto him, speaking of Jesus, they said, John the Baptist has sent us unto thee, saying, Art thou he that should come, or look we for another? And in that same hour he, again speaking of Jesus, cured many of their infirmities and plagues and of evil spirits, and unto many that were blind he gave sight. Then Jesus answering said unto them, Go your way, and tell John what things you have seen and heard, how that the blind see, the lame walk, the lepers are cleansed, the deaf hear, the dead are raised, and the poor the gospel is preached. And blessed is he, whosoever shall not be offended in me." And when the messengers of John were departed, he began to speak unto the people concerning John. What went ye out into the wilderness for to see? A reed shaken in the wind. What went ye out for to see? A man clothed in soft raiment. Behold, they which are gorgeously appareled live delicately and are in king's courts. But what went ye out for to see? A prophet? Yea, I say unto you, and much more than a prophet, this is he of whom it is written, Behold, I send my messenger before thy face, which shall prepare thy way before thee. For I say unto you, among those that are born of women, there is not a greater prophet than John the Baptist, but he that is least in the kingdom of God is greater than he. And I want to use the words of Jesus this morning concerning John the Baptist the greatest prophet who ever lived. The greatest prophet who ever lived. Let's go to the Lord and ask for His help today. Heavenly Father, Lord, I come before You today, and I thank You for this honor and this privilege of being able to stand before Your people and to rightly divide the word of truth. And Lord, I 
thank you for every person that's under the sound of my voice today. And Lord, I ask for your anointing. I dare not embark upon this message without asking for your help, your leading, your guidance. Bring back to my memory, Lord, the things that have been prepared and studied. And, and Lord, help me to bring forth this word today to the people that needs might be met, questions might be answered. Lord, that your people might be drawn closer to you is my prayer today in Jesus' name. And everyone said, Amen and Amen. John the Baptist truly was the greatest prophet that ever lived. And those are not my thoughts, those are not my words, those are the words of the Lord Jesus Christ Himself, if you'll look there in verse 28. If you and I today could step into a time machine and go back to that particular time when John was literally baptizing hundreds, thousands of people, you would have probably heard people saying all kind of things. Had they had Facebook back then, you would have seen all kind of things on Facebook concerning John the Baptist. You may see some good things that you agree with. You might see some bad things that you agree with or don't agree with. But my point is this. You may hear people say all kind of things about somebody else. You might hear people say all kind of things about you. You might hear some things people say about you and say, oh, well, I appreciate that. You might hear some things that, I sure wish that wasn't told. My point is this, people are going to say all kind of things, either for you or against you. But it's only one that really matters what is said, and that is what the Lord Jesus Christ thinks of you. Let me ask you this today. If you were to stand before the Lord Jesus Christ today, what would He have to say about you? It don't matter what the preacher thinks about you. It don't matter what your neighbor thinks about you, your wife, your husband, your boss. What would God say about you if you had to stand before Him today? No doubt you want to hear the Lord say, Well done, good and faithful servant. But what do you have to do in order to hear those words? First of all, let me tell you. You have got to admit that you are a sinner. Admit you've got a sin problem. And confess Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior and place your faith in who Jesus is and what He did for you at Calvary's cross. That's number one. But I'm talking about to be called a good and faithful servant. See, John was called of God. And John did what he was called of God to do. And what was that? To prepare the way of the Lord. You and I are no different today. Every one of you in this place and every one of you listening by radio today as a child of God, as a Christian, you are called upon by God to share your faith with the lost world out here. The person beside you on the job. 
your classmates that rub shoulders with you down the hallway at school. God has called you to share the gospel with them. You are the only Jesus that they will ever see. You are the only Bible that the world out here will ever read. What do they see? John did what he was called of God to do. And let me tell you, when God calls you to do something, it's not easy. It's not always going to be easy. John prepared the way of the Lord. How do you prepare the hearts of people for the Lord? Well, you've got to do what John did. John dealt with sin. And when you think of sin, most of us think about acts of sin. But sin is more than just an act that you commit. Sin is actually the nature of the human being. It is your nature. It's that propensity within to do that which is wrong, which is against God. Sin. And John said, you need to repent of your sin. Turn from your sin. Turn from your wicked ways. And if we're going to prepare the way of the Lord within the hearts and lives of other people, sin has to be dealt with. Preacher, let me tell you something. You cannot preach the gospel of Jesus Christ and ignore the sin issue. If you try to do it, you're preaching another gospel. You're trying to give forth another Jesus, which is fostered by another spirit. This gospel, this gospel right here is the only remedy for sin. That's it. There is no other. Buddha can't resolve it. Muhammad can't resolve it. Donald Trump cannot resolve it. Only one can solve the sin issue, and that is Jesus Christ. But sin has to be addressed first. Sin has to be pointed out. Repent. Repent. Jesus' message to the church in the last days, Revelation chapter 3. The church at Laodicea, a perfect picture of this church age that we're living in today. He said, you're lukewarm and you need to repent. Five out of the seven churches that Jesus addressed in the book of Revelation, he said, repent. Good grace and mercy today, our country needs revival. Our churches need revival. But there will only be a revival when sin is pointed out and the Spirit of God gets a hold of the people and they repent of their sin and the depth of our revival will be according to the depth of our repentance. Repent. John dealt with that sin issue and then he said, Behold the Lamb of God which taketh away the sin of the world. I did not come here today to show off my pretty suit of clothes. I did not come here today to show you how pretty my hairdo is. I didn't come here today to show off a brand new car. I didn't come here today to show off these new television screens we've got in here. I didn't come here today to show you anything other than Jesus Christ and Him crucified. Behold the Lamb of God. Lamb of God that taketh away the sin 
of the world. Jesus Christ is the only answer. Your answer is not found in a donkey. Your answer is not found in an elephant, sir. Your answer is found only in the Lamb of God slain from the foundation of the world. Behold the Lamb of God. Only Jesus Christ died on a cross to save you from your sin, not Mohammed and not Buddha or anyone else. Only Jesus Christ and His shed blood. John dealt with sin, and it didn't matter where it was. He dealt with sin in the politics. Herod. He took his brother Philip's wife, Herodias, married her, sin of adultery. It didn't matter that Herod was the king. It didn't matter that Herod was a Democrat. It didn't matter that he was a Republican. It didn't matter that Herod put more money in the offering plate than anyone else. John just dealt with the issue of sin in the politics. He didn't get involved in all the politics, but he did deal with the sin. He dealt with the sin issue, and boy, oh boy, it, it stirred up a mess. It stirred up a quarrel. And now John is in prison because he preached against sin. Let me tell you something today. If the upcoming elections, if things go wrong, preachers such as myself, who stand up and preach against certain sins, we may find ourselves in prison because of hate speech. That's why it's important for you as a child of God to go into that voting booth and pull that curtain and vote for what the Word of God says and not your political party. John's in prison. I mean, think about this. The greatest prophet who ever lived. The man who was doing what he was called of God to do. And God allows this man to go to prison. Why? If John had disobeyed and said, I'm, I'm not going to preach it, I'll preach repent, I'll point out Jesus Christ, but when it comes to Herod and all that, I'm, I'm just not going to deal with that, Lord. Had he been disobedient, I could understand why God would allow him to go to jail, go to prison. But this is an obedient child of God who's doing what he's called of God to do, and here he finds himself in an eight-foot-by-eight-foot eight prison cell. Why didn't God stop it? Why didn't God allow John to live to be a ripe old age and retire at home and enjoy life? Why didn't God allow John to die in his easy chair at home? Why did God allow him to go through all of this and die such a violent death, had his head cut off? I don't understand that. Because our mindset is we think if we do all the right things, if we push all the right buttons, if I go to church, if I read the Word, if I pray, if I sing in the choir, if I teach Sunday school, if I do this, if I do that, if I do all these things for God, if I put a thousand dollars in the offering plate, then nothing bad will ever happen to me. You are wrong. 
Because you work for God, because you are a child of God, that does not make you exempt from unfortunate circumstances. Let me go a step further with that. That might just put a bullseye on your back to be put in unfortunate circumstances. Because you're saved, it does not make you exempt from unfortunate circumstances. It makes you a prime target for unfortunate circumstances. Why? Because, let me tell you, number one, don't feel bad because you find yourself in unfortunate circumstances, okay? Don't think it's because I didn't do this or I didn't do that. Maybe it's because you did do the right thing that you're in the mess you're in. You see... Sometimes God will put us in unfortunate circumstances. It's not so much for us as it is somebody else. What do you mean, Brother James? God allows you to go through it because He can trust you to go through it and come out on the other side and be the witness that you ought to be. Let me give you an example of that. If you look there in Mark, 6, Mark chapter 6, verse 20. Dana, if you will, put it up on the screen. Herod feared John, knowing that he was a just man and a holy, and observed him. And when he heard him, he did many things and heard him gladly. Could it be that God allowed John to be put in prison so that he could have this one-on-one with Herod? Could it be that God has allowed you to be in unfortunate circumstances to bring you across someone's path? Because could it be that you are the only one who can be effective within their hearts and lives? Could it be that your testimony and your testimony alone can be what they need? Stop looking at yourself and the unfortunate situation you're going through and look for that opportunity in the midst of the unfortunate circumstances. God's opening up a door. He's giving you an opportunity to share Christ with someone else. Herod, God did everything that he could allowed the greatest prophet that ever lived to be put in prison just to give Herod one last chance. One last chance. How many of you listening to me today, God has let you go across this radio station to hear this message today and you don't realize it, but it is your last chance to accept Jesus Christ before you go off into eternity. And if you go off in eternity right now, what will the Lord have to say about you? God forbid that he say, depart from me, I never knew you. Eternity is just one breath away. Herod had the opportunity of a lifetime because God allowed John to go to prison. Had that one-on-one talk with John. Maybe there's another reason. Maybe there's another reason why God allowed John to go to prison. And it's to show you and I something. What do you mean, Brother James? We all have a tendency to put 
the prophet and the preacher up on a pedestal. And we think of him as the super Christian. Oh, I love him so much. He just preaches so hard and I tune in every Sunday and I listen to him, whoever that may be. And you have your favorite preacher. We preachers are human too. And if you put anyone else up on a pedestal other than Jesus Christ, you've set them up to fail and you've set yourself up to fail too. Is anybody here hearing what I'm saying today? If you put me up on a pedestal, I guarantee you I'm going to fail you. I don't mean to do it, but there's only one that deserves the pedestal, and that is the Lord Jesus Christ. And could it be that God allowed John to go to prison to show us something? See, because it's in the prison now that we see the humanity of John. It's in the prison after he's been there a few months, separated from much of society. We see a break in this man's faith. Let's look at it. Luke chapter 7, verse 19. John, calling unto him two of his disciples, sent them to Jesus, saying, Art thou he that should come, or look we for another. Here is the man who announced to the world of that day just a few months earlier, Behold the Lamb of God that taketh away the sin of the world. And a few months later, here he is. Are you the one that should come or should we look for another? Ladies and gentlemen, if this could happen to the greatest prophet that ever lived, where does that leave you and I? Hmm. John's disciples, they go to where Jesus is. They ask him, John has sent us. He's in prison. He wants to know, were you the one that should come or should we look for another? I want you to notice something here. Jesus, Jesus went right on about his business. If you'll look there, Luke 7, verse 21, in that same hour he cured many of their infirmities and plagues and evil spirits. Unto many that were blind he gave sight. And he answered and said unto John's disciples, Go your way and tell John what things you have seen and heard, how the blind see, the lame walk, the lepers are healed, the deaf hear, the dead are raised, the poor of the gospel is preached. I want you to notice Jesus didn't grab a bunch of sick folks and go over there to prison where John was at and heal them right in front of him. He healed them in front of the disciples and told the disciples to go and tell John. Why did he do that? Because miracles and wonders does not build your faith. He sent a word to John in prison. Why did Jesus send the word? Because the Bible says, faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. And the disciples took that word back to John. Now I want you to notice something else here too. Jesus waited for John's disciples to leave before he said these things right here. Now let's look at it. Luke 7 verse 24. 
When the messengers of John were departed, Jesus began to speak unto the people concerning John. Move down to verse 27. I say unto you, among those that are born among women, there is not a greater prophet than John the Baptist. Why didn't Jesus say these things in front of John's disciples? Could it be that John's disciples would have put John up on a pedestal? That's thought number one. Thought number two on this. Could it be that had John's disciples heard Jesus say these words, and they went back and told John that, remember, John is human. Could pride have entered into the issue? Jesus didn't brag on John until John's disciples were gone. And sometimes you need to be careful on how you brag on the preacher or the musicians or the singers in the church, those who stand up on the platform in front of people. you got to be careful how you say things about them. And I'm talking about you make good compliments. you got to be careful with that because pride can enter into the picture. John didn't need his pride built up. He needed his faith built up. A preacher needs a pat on the head once in a while. But you've got to be careful with that. Am I making any sense to you? And Jesus didn't pat John on the head, didn't pat him on the back. Well, I it might have went too far. Sometimes the preacher needs an encouraging word, but you've got to be careful with that. Understand what I'm saying. All right. John the Baptist truly was the greatest prophet that ever lived. But it was because of the message, not because of the individual. If the program today has been a blessing to you and you would like to have a free CD copy of this message, just give us a call or text us at 252 252- Two nine nine four two three four. You can also go to establishedinthefaith.com. There you will find today's message as well as many others that are in podcast form. But perhaps you need someone to just talk to or to just pray with you about something. Again, just give us a call at 252-299-4234. This program is an outreach ministry of friendship, Free Will Baptist Church over in Middlesex, North Carolina. As well, depends on the prayerful and generous financial support of listeners like you. To contact us or to contribute to this ministry, go to establishedinthefaith.com, click on the Donate tab. It's easy and all donations are safe and secure through PayPal. You can also mail us at Established in the Faith, P.O. Box 601, Bailey, North Carolina, 27807. We look forward to hearing from you. I'm Haven. And I'm Juliana. And you've been listening to Established in the Faith with our dad, James Pierce. He's the pastor of Friendship Free Will Baptist Church over in Middlesex, North Carolina. We have Sunday school every Sunday morning at 945 and worship service at 11, as well as prayer meeting and Bible study every Wednesday night at 730. Go to establishinthefaith.com and click on the events tab for gospel singings and other special services. That's right, Jules. And the church is located at 744 Friendship Church Road in Middlesex, North Carolina, near the EMED community. On the website, if you click on the Contact Us tab, 
Google Maps will bring you right to us. We would love to have you, and we hope to see you there. And we hope today's program has been a blessing to you. Thank you for listening, and God bless you.